this is based on the awards by Lance Roth, uh, Rothschild. And because of time constraints, we'll be going for 30 minutes. So he's going to take around 20 minutes, and then we'll give some time for uh, a Q&A as well afterwards. So can we all please welcome Lance to our session? Thank you very much. Um, and lovely to be here, an honor to be at the Radio Days Africa. Um, I'm joined in the corner there by a former colleague and uh, this year Radio Award winner, winning presenter for the best daytime show, Iman Rapetti. Please welcome Iman. She is going to uh, join me up here in a, in a minute. And my uh, colleague, my former colleague and good friend Denzel Taylor, head of news at Power FM, uh, probably one of the best, no, not probably, one of the best radio newsmen in the country, or news people in the country, let's not be sexist. So we had a lot of talk this morning about digital and all these kind of things, but I'm just a simple dude. The bottom line about radio is it's actually about the listener. Okay? I've, always, I've been speaking about radio for a long time. I was um, uh, embarrassing myself speaking about the fact that I was chairman of this campus radio station something like 35 years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I've got a long sort of involvement. I joined Radio 5 as it was 31 years ago as a program and manager and then station manager. So I've been in the industry a long time. And as much as we bring all these new things into radio, digital and social media and all of that, radio is about five things. It's a mnemonic. It's a real-time audio decision-influencing opportunity. Switch on the radio. If you don't like what you're hearing, what are you going to do? Change channels. What does it cost you? Zip. Okay. So ultimately, the radio awards are about... Promoting excellence, whoops, hello, can you hear? promoting excellence in the radio through ultimately acknowledging fine-tuned fine talent. What we want is people to make radio that people want to listen to. Not only want to listen to, but ultimately decide, I've got to be there when the radio, when at 9 o'clock, as soon as the news finishes and Iman starts with the daily inspiration, I want to be there. Okay, I want to be part of it because I love that part of the show. And in fact, uh, it was quite amusing, but a couple of years ago, the Premier of Gauteng Province, actually, his driver told us that he doesn't have a 9 o'clock appointment. His 9 o'clock starts at 9.15, so he can catch Iman's daily dedication or inspiration, okay? Um, so, so you know, that's really an important bit about radio. The process of the radio awards, it's independent. The uh, adjudication process is transparent, and it is ultimately Audited. When I say audited, it's checked by a firm of auditors. They can't call it an audit, but they go through the same process. They verify the results that come off the adjudication system. Um, but they can't call it an audit because there's no financial tracking. There's no numbers in terms of money. So, uh, but I do get a, a, a sworn signed report, which is, uh, and it's not KPMG, just by the way. <laughs> but the whole thing about the radio awards is to, you know, if we can make excellent radio, people will just stay in love with their radio. I always talk about people having their arm around my station or my presenter. They have this feeling about radio. It's a celebration of the radio industry, and it covers the entire broadcast radio industry. So just to give you guys, and I hope this video is going to run properly, a highlight of what the awards event is like. Hold on. Video. Microsoft. <laughs> it does work. I know, because I did test it just a short while ago. Welcome to the Liberty Radio Awards, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause for yourselves. Are you guys ready for a good evening, ladies and gentlemen? 
an industry, we're all indebted to the panel of adjudicators who kindly gave up their time to listen to and to evaluate this bumper crop of entries. It's the expertise, the experience of the panel that has brought us to this point tonight where we recognize and acknowledge the best of the best in our industry. Tonight is about you, the radio stars that we are here to honor. People who commit their lives to fighting, ignorance, exposing the truth, entertaining, or simply just making someone who listens smile or laugh. For those who know our brand, we've always said it's about knowledge, but acknowledging that knowledge it is out of sick. You're not. You're not going crazy. To change people's lives. We thank you for the entries, and we hope you're going to come with us on this journey as we make radio. This year's winner, with a huge round of applause, please, ladies and gentlemen, is Bongani Ngiba. These young individuals are the future of the industry, ladies and gentlemen, if you treat them well and you guide them well. Uh, their recognition in front of the industry at this event must serve as a motivation to them not intimidation, and uh, continually set higher goals for themselves and to strive to keep the flame of the industry burning brightly. Nelson Mandela once said, sports has the power to change the world, and with us being on radio, we've got the platform to help change the world, and that's what we use our show to do. This means I want it to me because it is for the second time running, you know what I'm saying? Yeah! Check this out! Liberty Radio Award Power! <laughs> Sorry, I apologize for the sync problems. It's a Microsoft Loving issue. Radio, such an interactive medium, so personal, so intimate. basic thing that we do every single day, Monday to Friday, is speak truth to power. That's all we do, and we're very happy that we've won this award. Tonight we celebrate the career of someone whose 30-year career with 702 has been nothing short of legendary. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in a miracle country, but radio is more relevant now than it ever has been. It needs people who are prepared to stand up for their ideals, and it needs fun as well. Thank you very, very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen. And the winner is... Thank you very much. Thanks to Liberty, thanks to the organizers, but most of all, thanks to my team, thanks to Kaya. Thank you to every Afropolitan out there. This is only the beginning. Thank you.
Sorry, I apologize for the, the, it being out of sync. It actually works very well um, uh, if it's not played through PowerPoint, if I just played the video standalone on another machine. But, uh, so it's, it's summing in translation to PowerPoint. But essentially, what are the judges listening for? Okay. They're listening for excellent radio. We want to hear, and when I say we, it's a broad panel of adjudicators, uh, and we, we call for nominations. We call for nominations for the panel every single year. Um, I think we had just about 70 nominees, and we've ended up with about uh, 60 people actively judging the various categories. So that we can spread the load as well, because the, the entire audio load of the radio awards is about 1,800 entries, which gives you about 180 contiguous hours of audio. So there's, there's a hell of a load, and we obviously divvy that up amongst the 50-odd, 60-odd judges to make sure that we don't overload any particular individual and they, that they can give the entries the best respect that they can. But what are they looking for? Ultimately, creativity, not the, trident, yeah, not the boring stuff. What are you doing that's innovative, that's, that's different to other people in your time slot, in your show channel, in your area, in your market? Presentation, obviously, you know, it's no good, I mean... There's a bit of a tendency, if you've got a large Twitter following, you might get a job on radio. We want people who can actually present, who can sound good. I mean, I'm hearing, and I'm hearing it a lot on, on all radio stations at the moment, and it's irritating as hell to me, is a lot of umming and aahing. Heard it again on one of the commercial stations this morning, where pres presenters checking in a lot of ums and ahs. And just to me, I know I come from old school, but it just sounds unprepared and unprofessional. So, yeah, just those kind of things, no ums and ahs. Um, fluency and fluidity. The value to the listener, are we giving the listener something that they go, wow, I'm glad I listened to that station. I'm glad I listened to that show. I'm glad I'm part of it. Are they getting value? Because remember what I said, radio is a real-time audio decision influencing opportunity. And the second they're not getting value, they click a button. So it's R-A-D-I-O. It's on, if you want to get that, that's on my slide presentation, which is on the Radio Awards website as well. I've presented that particular mnemonic since 1987, <laughs> 30 years, and it still holds true today. Um, and above all, is it compelling? Will, oh, sorry, in the production, we look at the production on air, so no one can actually fool us with slick super production of their entries. We know that they're putting in stuff, um, and we, we discard that. We want to hear the listener's experience, to hear sound effects used appropriately, um, are faders being driven correctly, levels, are we popping, are we hissing, all those kind of elements that we're listening for to, show, to, to ensure that we're giving the listeners the best quality. Better, you know, better the quality, the better the relationship ultimately with the listeners. Okay, So I don't want to ramble on too much. I am around for the rest of the day, so you can ask me a whole lot of questions. Power Talk on Power 98.7. Now we're talking. Now can blush. What does it feel like to be in Sharple on this day? It brings back very bad memories, I wish to say to the people of South Africa, we must not forget. Yes, amnesty was there, but there were people who had killed other people, but trampled the law relating to amnesty. I hope that uh, we will be able to continue doing something for the people that have been waiting for closure and not getting it. Um, George Bezos. Where news and talk comes first. Cam in Brooklyn. The story which happened in Cape Town of a, of a black lesbian, 22 year old, who was killed. We as LPGDI community, we actually live in Vienna. There's a famous a poem by Pastor 
Martin Luther first they came to the Jews mm. and I did not speak out because I was not Jew. Then they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was communist. Um, then they came for trade unions and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. You can add and say, then they came for the for gays and lesbians. I did not speak out because I was not gay and mm. lesbian. You never know when your day is coming. You know, something just needs to be done. You're listening to since I was 12 years old, I have been raised by people that I know. More than one now, person, Zibongile? More oh. than one person. And there are people that I grew up in front of them. My relatives, they did that to me. Now I'm married. I have a, a husband who raised me. Now we are divorced. I'm afraid to even have a man in my life at this moment. Yeah, the pain for me, Zibongile, is to know that, you know, you're so young and something is happening to you that you have no control over, and this happened several times during your life. Well, I am 46 years now, but oh. it's so difficult for me to forget about this. It always comes back, always comes, doesn't go away. I tried so hard to stop. Just stand by, I've got, I've got Marissa also calling from Sashangov, and I think that she wants to reach out to you. Marissa, good morning. Uh, good morning, and uh, good morning to Simonil as well. You know, morning, I'm so touched by what Simonil has gone through. And I would like to connect with her because similar things are happening to so many of us. I can connect with her and we can form some kind of support uh, group. And for you, you are not alone, my sister. We are there for you. Power 98.7. Now we're talking. Again, at the election time at the IEC and uh, the EFF was there for the grand announcement, the acceptance of um, the election results. The EFF walked out of the official results announcement. Shortly thereafter, we saw the silent protest that was conducted by four female protesters, 10 years on, remember Kwezi, Kanga, and so on. Maybe play out for us in your mind and in the EFF's mind how this unfolded and, and what your position on that was. It was a necessary action. It actually reminded us of where we come from. And listening to people repeating those statements uh, I was making in defense of Zuma at the time, I realized that we made extremely stupid statement. They shouldn't have been said, particularly in a country where there is a problem of rape. I should have acted reasonably. I was young and I, 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 had I known that this pain is a serious pain in South Africa, I would not have made those utterances. I've apologized and I wish someone can actually get me a contact with Kwezi where I can go and personally apologize. Well, that, what uh, did you say to That uh, it was irresponsible of me to make such utterances. Power Talk on Power 98.7. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to midday. Let's take you to Attridgeville now, and Gavin Emmanuel is a freelance journalist uh, reporting live for us there. Gavin, what are you seeing and hearing? Uh, as I'm speaking to you now, there's looting happening at a foreign-owned uh, supermarket. Everybody's basically coming out of the shop with cool drinks, uh, baby nappies, washing powders, uh, mini meals, and it's, it's, it's total chaos here, and the police are nowhere to be seen around the area. When did this start, uh, Gavin? How many hours into this are we? It, it basically started last night, so I think we are approaching the, the 12 or the 14 hour mark as we speak. As I'm speaking to you now, some of the people are basically on top of the shop, and I'm talking about school kids. Old women uh, are basically getting their hands on everything. It's like mana falling from heaven. They're on top of the roof and throwing stuff from the top of the roof 
to the people who are down there. Power 98.7. Now we're talking. Right. So that was Iman's entry that went to the judges. What did some of the judges say? Powerful content from Power Talk on Power FM. Another one said, nicely produced, it's fresh and clean and flows nicely. Someone actually also mentioned the music, but I cut the music out because um, that's Iman's jam every day. Uh, presenter holds the attention of the target audience. And let's face it, uh, we did feel a lot of emotion listening, even listening to that, that entry. You know, when, you, when you're feeling that, when you're crying, okay, when you feel like crying, then you actually realize how sol solid the uh, radio and how it affects you. Um, presenter appears knowledgeable and well-versed. Well, Iman you know, is a news hound. She's a seasoned journalist. Uh, thankfully, she's relinquished her role at ENCA to uh, give herself some more time and a little bit of a life. Um, but she most certainly is a very well-read person, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, she embodies professionalism throughout the piece. I don't think that can be disputed. And she entertains and educates at the same time. I'd like to call Iman up, and I'm going to ask her a few questions. Can we just borrow that mic for Iman, just so we can record it? And uh, um, firstly, can I have a round of applause for Iman, please? And thank you for joining me here today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, and it's, it's always hard to address a, a room full of people, especially uh, a lot of you journalists, all of you journalists, all of you in the media. That's even worse. Yeah, Because <laughs> we're the most critical bunch. And I want to make a, a good impression on you. No, don't worry, you, you, you already have. So, um, Iman, yeah, you write your morning inspiration. Um, I, you know, I, I've had the privilege of working with Iman, and just by the way, I'm not on the adjudication panel, so there was no bias or favoritism shown towards any uh, entries in the Radio Awards. But I've had the privilege of working with Iman. Iman comes in well in time, about an hour and a half to two hours ahead of her show, goes through... The, the material that's prepared for the show, and then she sits down, and you don't go near Iman while she writes her inspiration. What do you see when you're writing your inspiration? What do you, what do you, how do you write it? Who, how do you picture who you're writing it for? Do any of you listen to my show, by the way? Okay, thank you. The others, I'm hoping to convert you to listening in the morning. Because what Lance is saying is, I, I do sort of like an opening monologue in the morning. It's important to me for the following reasons. I often feel that in our professionalism, in the work that we do, we, we, we don't have in front of us a picture of who we're talking to. Sometimes we think it's a vanity, that it's about us, it's about how great we present ourselves. At the core of everything that we do has to be your audience. Am I talking to, in the grand story, for example, it took very long before we humanized that story, before we brought people into our television or radio spaces who were actually on the precipice if they didn't get their grant. We spoke about a whole lot of other things and it was an easy scent to catch in trying to catch out the politicians. But it really wasn't as much about them as it was about those people who were gonna be directly affected. I don't know, I, I just, you know, the, 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 the sermons I call them came quite organically. I just, I wanted to have that personal moment with someone. I wanted to feel like when you listen to the radio, you thought I was talking to you that I was having a conversation to you. You can tell the tone when you switch on your radio and a radio announcer or presenter is talking at you, is reading off something, and there's no connection. If it was possible to make eye contact with your listeners, that's what I attempt to do. My sermons are my way of making eye contact with my listeners. Um, and I've been so blessed to, to hear the responses from people who are moved in some way or another, or just having their perception or thinking shifted slightly 
Uh, and it's just absolutely incredible. Thank you. Talk radio. It's a, it's a, well, it's a different animal, and you've really always been around the news and the talk radio environment. Um, shifting gears or shifting content, when do you make the decision to break from the script and go your own way? Well, I don't have a script. <laughs> well, when, when, sorry, break from the runner, uh, the running yeah. order of the so, show. So we have the runner, as you say. So pretty much between 10, so my, my radio show is three hours, 9 a.m. to 12. 9 a.m. to 10 is normally the open line. It's where people can say what they want to say. I speak to them and interact with them. For the next two hours, it depends on, I mean, you guys all know how to populate content, right? You know, you'll talk about a talking point, you'll have an expert on, and the conversation kind of flows. But what I, what I never want to do is, we, we often miss the obvious the question my mother would ask, the question my friend would ask, in my own voice, we were trying so hard to present the segment that we forget that we're having a conversation with actual people. So it's about listening. I was at the um, Nelson Mandela Foundation ORT celebration last night, and they were talking about OR talk, you know, being the kind of statesman that would listen more than he spoke. He, was, he would greatly consult, widely consult, and he would listen. We are so busy trying to populate people's ears with things to listen to that we forget to listen. So for me, if, if I feel um, like on the open line, if um, you know, someone has said something particularly poignant or we have to pay a little more attention to that, I will stop and I'll react to it as a normal human being. And if I don't know, like I will literally say, I don't know. Because isn't that a human response? And it's the humanity that I think we need to remember to inject into our journalism and to inject into the way we do radio specifically. It's the modulation of voice. It's the low, it's the high, it's, the, it's, it's beautiful. It's just the most amazing medium to me because it's like your voice is an instrument and, and you have this captive audience in front of you. But if you forget to calibrate that or kind of vacillate along your own emotion, your own emotional band, then you become this monologue type, I'm talking in this kind of, go and listen to yourself. I hate listening to myself, by the way. It was very hard to listen to that. Um, but go and listen to yourself and think, okay, you know, maybe is my voice too harsh? Am I, am I not playing around enough with the range that I have? How do I, you know, if you talk softer, you almost want to lean closer, right? And it suddenly becomes more intimate. It's like when you switch the lights off in a room and it's dark. Your other senses become sharpened. And that's the beauty and the gift of using radio as that medium because that's exactly what you can do. I've never answered the question. I think I strayed a little you bit. But... Strayed a little bit. It's cool. The, the thing, and Iman was saying, it's, it's all about light and shade. And it's about, the, the cool thing with radio is that many years ago, there's a TV presenter, in fact, a radio presenter as well in America, Art Linkletter. And he used to do this thing, which is normally death, you know, acting with kids or doing things with kids. He used to ask kids questions. And one of my favorite ones is he once said to a little girl, what do you prefer, TV or radio? And the little girl said, I prefer radio. He said, that's interesting, why? And she said, because the pictures are better. Now, the whole thing about the pictures that people are seeing, they're hearing those pictures. But if I say, super sexy sports car, each one of you has got a color, model, make, and even interior finish in mind. Okay? And if I go around the room probably would get five similarities and everyone else would have their own uh, well, separate... It's tested, right? Stuff. Okay, so what did you think of? Um, what's my... What color was it? The car? The car, I think, red. Right, and was it a Grand Prix or a conventional sports car? I think it was a conventional sports car. Okay, yours? Mine was um, burgundy. What car was it? 
It was a Range Rover. Okay. Amazing. And yours? Mine was a white Jaguar. Okay. See, see, see how easy it is? Words. There were no pictures. That's radio's theater of the mind. And of course, as we radio buffs like to say, TV's theater of the mindless. But that's, sorry, that's, uh, or TV's chewing gum for the mind. But no, that's, uh, the, yeah, there is that lovely old uh, thing that I use in my presentation with uh, Stan, um, Stan Freeberg, who does that, dropping the, che the maraschino cherry into the lake that's been drained and filled with chocolate sauce and all that kind of stuff. It's all sound effects. It's and so we talk about sound effects, and I always talk about the fact that sound affects people, okay, and in various ways. It's the messages they hear. Now, that's taken away from what Iman does. But preparation for your show. I mean, you obviously, you live a life, you read a lot of uh, material, but your show prep, uh, how much work do you do on your show preparation? The work is continuous. The work is happening now. The work happens when I have a conversation with someone over the fence. The work happens when you read a newspaper and wonder, Denzel, whether it's fake news or not. The work happens when I go back to my community where I come from and I see that there still isn't change and there's still service delivery issues. So it's continuous. If you see the work as, okay, so at 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock I'm going to read and that's going to be the sum total of how I prepare for what I'm going to do. You're missing the plot because radio is far more complex than that. Human beings are far more complex than that. Sometimes we interface with things based on our own experience. Sometimes we impose our experiences on other people and we shouldn't. Of course, you've got to read the newspapers and I don't think we read enough newspapers. Um, for example, if I ask in the room, and maybe I shouldn't do it because then maybe I'll see people recoil. It's like, what was the headline in the Times? What was the headline in the Daily Sun? Anyone know? Okay, I rest my case. Hmm. But what I'm trying to say is we should be reading newspaper every, newspapers every day. And in fact, many years ago when I was still a practicing Muslim, I was an orthodox Muslim and I was like very hardcore and whatever, um, I, I learned the value of making sure that whatever my dogma was, and by the way, I don't believe in anything right now, just so you know. God, that is. Um, I thought it would make you laugh, but it's fine. Um, well, exactly. <laughs> But if you have your dogma, you've got to make sure that your dogma doesn't infiltrate, overly influence, toxify what you're saying to other people. So another way to evolve your own dogma in the, what you think about a particular story is to read as many different voices on that story as possible. And in the age of internet, I mean, you can do that with the click of a button, a Google search or whatever. So that's part of the prep as well, is to read things that are saying things I don't like which is why I like to listen to voices on the radio that are saying what is contrary to what I'm saying, because we all grow like that. So that's pretty much my prep. It's continuous, and sometimes it's deliberate, but it happens all the time. How, how much are you influenced by tweets during your show? Okay, I was going to swear. You can. But no, no, let's just keep it clean. You know, Twitter's interesting. So think about, okay, um, okay, who's got followers here, Twitter followers? How many do you have? All right, and anyone else? More than 200, can I get above 200? Right, how many? All right, do you know what it feels like to stand in front of a room of 600 people and say something? Have you, have you pictured that? Well, that's what Twitter is, right? So you're literally standing on your soapbox and you're, you're saying whatever you've just said. I fucking hate her, she looks like this or whatever. Or, or you know, you're making a claim about something. You're saying it to 600 people. Without filters. Without filters, um, and then they're retweeting to someone else, so that audience is just growing exponentially. 
Think about people with great influence in our society. We have, who's the dude who's got the most followers in South Africa? He's a YouTube sensation, no. 4 million plus. Picture what 4 million people looks like, and then you can get the impact. So, I, Twitter, I take it from where it comes. I, I follow, in my Twitter, I follow about 1,600 people. Most of them are news agencies. Some of them are people in our community, so I can get a three-dimensional daily view of what's happening on the ground. But... In an age where we desire to be immediate, I'm very resistant to taking my breaking news from Twitter, um, taking a claim about someone from Twitter. I don't know what the person's intention is. Is it paid Twitter in the days of paid Twitter, in the days of propaganda? So you've got to be very careful who's whispering in your ear. And Twitter to me is like, and it's like, the, it's the bird. When you wake up in the morning and you're outside your window, you can hear, they're all making a noise. It's cacophonous. That is Twitter. It is loud. So it's easy to be distracted. You've got to be incredibly vigilant. I, I take it with a, pin, a side eye. I'm like, okay, cool. Right, so it said it there. Let me find two or three other people to corroborate that. Then I'm good to go. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to offer you guys the opportunity to ask Iman two questions because she has to go. She has family commitments. I'm still going to be around if anyone wants to ask me anything specific about the Radio Awards. Here's your opportunity. Hi, Iman. Um, well done on your um, award. Um, so I think what I am most curious about is your um, continuous effort to inject humanity into your show and bring ordinary people in on the show. Do you take um, how many like government officials or spokespersons do you have or experts or some sort of analyst? You know, do you take that into cognizance to say, do you ever have a show that doesn't have um, officials in any capacity? Look, here's the thing. We have to rely on specialists. So if, if I want to know what's happening in terms of what causes service delivery protests in our country, I'm going to go to Municipal IQ. Um, I might go to the Institute um, for, not, not, not the Institute for Race Relations, no, um, the ISS, credible agencies, because that's their work, that's their specialization. It allows us to um, create a factual foundation for our point of view, um, and it allows us to set the scene. But the scene is just about numbers and black and white, and it's the binaries. How we evolve that conversation is to say, well, how does it apply to me in Vowani? What, what were the triggers for me on the ground that made me light a match and burn a school building? Not just one, but 24. That's why it's important, because for me, the facts are like the skeleton. But the texture, and, and I'm, I'm big on texture. If any, any of our journalists at ENCA have ever heard me give advice about a package or treatment on, on packages, whether on uh, TV or on radio, it's the texture. It's the sight and sound. It's what did it smell like? What did it feel like? What was the sense and sensation in the atmosphere in the room? And that is so important. I mean, you look amazing. But if you just came here in the nude... Um, you know, just with your skeleton on show, we wouldn't really know much about you. We just know that you have so many bones and whatever. So speaking to people through their experience adds that texture, it adds that complexity and tells me more about that person. And it is so important. Because what does it matter if we have the best specialist telling us X, Y, and Z, but how it translates to people's lives is completely different. Oh. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, I think it's tricky because you're, especially starting off because you're trying to imitate the next best person. How did you try and find your voice like now as 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 the man? How do you how did you find your voice in radio and on um, as a broadcaster? You know what was so cool was like 
I remember the day I, I, I'd uh, snapped my Achilles tendon. I was lying in a gym in Fordsburg, cursing because I was in pain, and given him Kari came to offer me the job. And he insisted because, uh, look, I was sitting there waiting You don't anyway. say no to Gibbon. You don't say no to Gibbon. So I said yes. And then I was like, wow, me on radio. So I, in, in my own approach to my career, I've never said, okay, that's what I want to be and that's where I want to go. For me, it's all been a great adventure. I've loved what I've, I've done. I've been glad to have the opportunity. So doing radio was a gift. I wasn't an avid radio listener. So I didn't have like, oh, I want to be like Reedy, although Reedy's a good friend of mine. I want to be like Eusebius, and Eusebius is a good friend of mine. I, I thought, because I can't, right? The mask would slip somewhere along the way. And maybe people might like what I have to say in my voice. And I may not be confrontational or maybe overly hard. I've got my own style of bringing, you know, going for the jugular. And maybe it, it's okay and there'll be room for me. So that, that's what I did. I thought I'm just going to be myself. There was no... I didn't think about whether to imitate. None of those things kind of filtered in. It was just, okay, I'm going to be on radio. Let me do it. And let me bring whatever I've learned in the industry over the years to the, to the microphone. Yes. First, let me say congratulations on your award. Thank you. Yeah, my question is, given that you won for the 2016-2017, right? Yes. Uh, are you going to stick to the structure of the show because you, uh, maybe you take it as a winning formula? Or are you planning to develop it from where it is? Two things. If, if you do radio to earn awards, then I don't know, carry on. It's not for me. Uh, number two, am I going to change it because there's a template or, or whatever, is to deny that we will grow and that we will evolve. In fact, just this morning I was having a conversation with my producer. I'm like, okay, so how can we do this? Like, how can we kick its ass now? Because I'm all about inverting the prism. I'm all about trying to take a third eye view and just doing something completely dangerous and unplanned and amazing. And that's what we're going to do next. And maybe people will like it and maybe they won't, but that's not why I do radio. As long as they'll have me, the day people say to me, uh, time, eh? I'll be gone. I'm enjoying it. The listeners seem to be enjoying it. And it's nice to win awards. It's great. It's not my intention. Yeah. I've listened a couple of emotional points on the How do you detach from you don't detach. Sometimes I just react in that way. Sibongile's story, it was edited, it wasn't edited in the way it occurred, because obviously, you know, to say, hold that thought, someone wants to commiserate with you, would it, for my ears now, it just sounded, ooh, jarring. It didn't happen like that. But you go there with the person, because they're taking you somewhere. Can you imagine what it is like to share your guts with strangers to tell, and you haven't told this to anyone, mind you, that your family members have been raping you since you were a little girl. Something about who I am, what that platform represents, made it okay on this day when you were 46 years old, after decades of abuse, to say, help me, that's massive. And so I'm going to react with that. I'm going to say, I can't believe it's happened. I'm, I don't even know the words to say. I never go into advice mode because... You can't advise anyone. I'm not an expert. But you can show the humanity, but where you have to kind of strengthen your shoulders and, and kind of step a little bit outside because you need to be constructive. If you're both in that situation, you can't be constructive. Someone has to come out of it and say, okay, now we connect you to the right people who can help you. There's a community of people that are reacting on radio. Let's put you guys together. 
But you, you, you talk in the way that you can see that person. And, and would you be loud and shouty with them? Would you be cold and unconcerned with them? No, you wouldn't. You'd be a human being. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so we can chat later or you can get my email address and we can continue. Iman, Thanks so thank much. You. Thank you for, thank you for being here. And thank you for your time. And Was once... that okay? Okay. Thank, thank you. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. We've been run out of time. But uh, we're going to take a few questions, maybe like two maximum for Lance, uh, so we can close up the session. Any questions about the Radio Awards? Good, thank yes. you. Sure. <laughs> Sorry? Sorry. Yeah, so I, I, I realized that the, within the clip um, that you played right now, mm. they, there was some editing in mm. terms of putting the clips together. Um, I was under the impression that um, editing was not allowed, or sh did I miss something? Okay, you missed something. The, yeah. you, when, when we say editing is not allowed, we don't want you to add polish to it, okay? But, so, so won't you just drop my mic a little? It's, it's over, it's just too loud. Um, in fact, I'm going to just take it away slightly. That might work. So, editing in terms of polishing, adding swirls and effects over the top of it is not allowed. But you can either submit six minutes of contiguous audio or six minutes of the best moments. In fact, that entry was actually only five minutes, so up to six minutes. The adjudicators, and remember what I said about real-time audio decision influencing opportunity, the adjudicators are listening like a radio listener would listen. And the second you do something that irritates them, makes it unacceptable to listen to, you're losing their attention and they're going to mark you down. So, you know, it's, it's got to be something that's compelling. It's, I mean, there's some entries, with all due respect, after 30 seconds I don't want to hear anymore. There's some entries, after six minutes I want to go back and actually hear the whole bloody show. Um, and I listen to a lot of the material. I don't score any of them because... I do a lot of consulting, and I've got a lot of friends in the industry, and so I don't want to, there ever to be any uh, uh, conflict of interest or bias. Last question. You, you had a question about entry. Um, just, I'll answer it anyway. We will open entries in about October. Everything is online. It's on the libertyradioawards.co.za. We, in fact, had a meeting yesterday. We're rebuilding all the web elements of the Radio Awards. It's a full-year project for me every year. And Liberty has uh, uh, agreed to, sign, to, to sponsor Radio Awards at, until at least the 2019 edition of the Radio Awards. And they've got first option to extend. So. All right. Well, we'd, we'd like to thank uh, Lance for coming to host this session for us. This is from the Vitz Radio this is Academy. Gorgeous. This is Say fabulous. thank you. A little radio fabulous. for you to listen to for the rest of your life, hopefully. Fabulous. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thank you. Could you please give a, a round of applause for Lance? Thank you. Thank you very much. This is gorgeous. And I so love radio. I used to have one of these, a similar set to this, ages ago, and it got lost in one of my moves or translations. So thank you. All right. We're moving through to our next sessions at track one. There's Moving Billboard by Kevin Fine and Manisha Patel of Jacaranda FM. And track two, we have programming for youth audiences. So thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks, thanks very much. No, absolutely.